Hi, this is Mark Rabin. This is episode 338 of Lean Blog Audio. Uh, this is a post that I published on August 22nd, 2023. It was hard to write. It's hard to read. Um, the headline of the post is Remembering and Honoring Chris Burnham, a Friend and Colleague. Um, you, you can find the blog post at leanblog.org slash audio 338. Uh, I was stunned and saddened by the recent passing of uh, a good friend and colleague, um, Chris Burnham. Um, he was just 48 years old. Uh, word had started to spread on LinkedIn. I feel bad um, about having to share this news here and, and, and not having done so yet, but we're waiting for the family to, to make an announcement and uh, my colleagues at Kinexus to put together some, some thoughts. Um, you, you can read his obituary. It's linked in the blog post. Again, that's leanblog.org slash audio 338. There will be a celebration of life event on Sunday that I will be fortunate to attend. Um, Chris was most recently the senior director of Lean Strategy at Kinexus, a company I've been involved with um, since 2011. Uh, Chris, for the last two years or so. Many of his Kinexus colleagues will also be there um, to pay our respects, to honor him, and to support um, his loved ones. I, I say this with, with all sincerity that, Lean, or that, that Chris was one of my favorite people in the Lean community. Uh, I appreciated his positive and thoughtful approach to Lean and, and to our work. We shared a love of discovering new bourbons to share and discuss, um, which then you know, lubricated both the social fun and the work discussions that, that uh, occurred at, at conferences and settings like that. Um, Chris and I first got to know each other, I think it was early 2015. I, I know that's when he invited me to be um, the first guest, uh, the honor to be the first guest on his podcast called the Lean Leadership Podcast. As he um, shared with me then, um, these were his goals for starting the podcast. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm generalizing here. Um, I'm going to share his thoughts. He, he was, you know, looking to be of service to others. He wasn't the type who did these types of things to draw attention to himself. Um, Chris said in his email to me, in my experience, leadership has been the difference between success and failure in successful lean or continuous improvement implementation. That is the niche in the lean world that I want to focus on and serve. My goal and mission is to equip other continuous improvement agents of change with the experiences and setbacks of the lean leaders who have had a positive influence on my career. It is my hope that the stories resonate with the listener and enables them to breakthroughs. So in 2018, Chris was working at the time for a company that became a Kinexus customer. This meant we had opportunities to compare notes and hang out at the annual Kinexus Customer User Conference. I, I always sought him out, enjoyed our time. I really enjoyed our time together very much. Um, his father is a surgeon, so we always had a lot to discuss, not just about lean or lean healthcare, but about healthcare and the challenges there um, in general. Um, dur during that era, I hosted a Kinexus webinar that Chris presented in June of 2019, that's embedded in the blog post. That webinar was uh, titled Solutions for Sustaining an Improvement Program. 
it's it's nice to have these things and and, and Chris's presentation and words um, saved for posterity. I know I will want to revisit them. Um, maybe not right now, but at some point. Um, now, Chris was also a guest host with me uh, in an early episode of the Lean Whiskey podcast in 2019. That's also embedded um, in the blog post. And, you know, I, after that, I was thrilled um, when Chris joined the Kinexus team uh, as an employee and as a leader. Um, he hired two Lean Strategy team members. Um, you, you can see one, one of them, Linda, in, in a photo with a number of us, including Chris, that was taken at the 2022 Catalysis Lean Healthcare Transformation Summit. Also in the post embedded a photo from the 2022 AME Annual Conference. Um, Matt and Kim from the Kinexus team, our mutual friend Deandra Wardell um, in that photo. Chris loved events like this. He loved working at Kinexus. Um, he, he passed away a few days before our planned mid-annual all-employee meeting. And, and, and during that week, and especially during an evening remembrance event that we held um, for Chris, almost everybody in the company, um, all 40 of us shared um, some sort of story about how Chris had positively connected with them and, and impacted them in some way, large or small. You know, Chris had serious goals. This is serious work, but he also had a way of being positive and upbeat, lifting others up, um, including myself. And I, there's times I, I need that. I don't remember Chris complaining or being cynical about anything while being mindful of the real challenges we all face. Um, he loved dad jokes and, you know, it seemed um, he loved being a dad. There's another video I embedded in the blog post, um, video we did together about why he joined the Kinexus team and what his role was and was going to be. Um, I encourage you to, to go and check that out. And, you know, as, as we prepared for that event in Austin to honor and remember Chris, our Kinexus CEO, Greg Jacobson, had a great idea that we should scroll back through text message histories to find pictures and fun things that we had shared with each other. Those photos and my um, you know, messages with Chris included um, a few bottles of whiskey that he had sent me. Um, those of you who know whiskey, if you see the picture, you'll, re you'll recognize, uh, especially the bottle on the right, a bottle of Blanton's. He texted, oh, I, I got this on Kentucky Derby Day. Um, that bottle, Blanton's, is not easy to find at retail stores. Um, it's especially hard to find at anything near its suggested retail price. But I mean, wouldn't you know, um, I stopped at a random small liquor store in Austin. It was frankly just the most convenient between the Kinexus office and my hotel. Um, I was going to buy a bottle to bring to the event that evening. And wouldn't you know, there was a, a single lone kind of dusty bottle of Blanton's on the shelf. I don't know why it was sitting there long enough to get dusty. And it was, um, it was just $70, which isn't that bad of a markup compared to what a lot of stores do. So I bought the bottle. We shared it. We finished it. I mean, it was a big group um, at the event as, as people shared stories and pictures and memories and songs. Um, I think Chris would have appreciated that. And 
I think he made sure that bottle was there for us as, as we tried to be there uh, for him in different ways. And so as I went through photos of Chris, I found a photo I shared in this blog post um, that, that really illustrates his humble, continuous improvement driven spirit. I've shared this photo in a few presentations that I've given with his permission. When I talk about learning from mistakes and I also shared a story that ended up in my book, The Mistakes That Make Us. It'll be share an excerpt uh, from the book that talks about Chris. And, and so to describe the photo, um, he's, he's standing in front of the room, you know, I think in a fairly you know, humble, if not contrite looking pose that I captured. He's standing in front of a slide that um, has the title, What Went Wrong? And, and this is part of um, what we do at these kind of annual meetings. It's, it's not about beating ourselves up, but just, I think, the healthy reflection of what went well what went wrong in the previous six months. And on that slide, it says in plain language, I made mistakes. And so here's um, what ended up in the book. Psychological safety doesn't just appear. Leaders at Kinexus very often and very visibly behave in ways that create the conditions for employees to decide they can feel safe speaking up. In some settings, admitting a mistake can feel risky, if not dangerous, if people think leaders will punish them. But leaders can create conditions where that risk seems very low or non-existent. When leaders admit mistakes with a focus on learning, that's the first step in cultivating psychological safety. The second step is rewarding and not punishing employees who do the same. One of those leaders is Chris Burnham, the Senior Director of Lean Strategy at Kinexus. During a biannual meeting, Chris candidly told the entire company, I made mistakes. He reviewed what had gone well in the first half of the year and what had gone wrong, a standard that everybody follows in giving updates. Chris explained his mistakes, what he learned, and how he planned to adjust, a decidedly positive view of mistakes. Chris told me, I make mistakes every day, some big, some small, but I own them all. Mistakes are how I learn and gain experience. Chris believes his transparency helps his teammates feel comfortable bringing him problems they can solve together. So that's the end of the excerpt. I I've, I found in my email history the, the first uh, questions that Chris had sent me in early 2015 about being a guest on his Lean Leadership podcast. And, and that's in the blog post. Um, I don't think I'll, I'll read it all, um, but you can find it again, leanblog.org slash audio 338. So Greg Jacobson, who I mentioned earlier, he's uh, one of the co-founders of Kinexus. He's our CEO. Um, he was also later a guest on Chris's podcast, and that's embedded in the post. But to, to honor Chris, Greg and I are planning on doing a series of discussions on the Kinexus podcast where we go through and answer those questions from Chris's document, as Chris would have asked us, and I'm sure he asked us some of those questions um, in, in the episodes he had us on. So I have one final memory of a time Chris shared an opportunity for improvement with me. It was earlier this year. It was the second time I was experimenting with what we call an audience view approach 
using Zoom webinars, as, as I had blogged and shared about. Well, in that iteration of, of that process, I had some Kinexians, including this time Chris, set up to be panelists. Um, that meant that the presenter could see them to have smiling and nodding faces to speak to when doing the webinar. But the attendees couldn't see them or hear them since their view was locked in to see speaker only. But during the Q&A, I wanted the, uh, the attendees to see what's called the gallery view of basically me and the presenter together at the same time. That meant I had to ask the audience panelists to leave before the Q&A. And, and this meant I clicked to remove Chris from the webinar. Well, I, I thought I had explained the plan clearly, but look, that was on me. Uh, Chris was confused. He was surprised. Um, afterwards, he, he candidly shared that he wasn't happy that he couldn't get back in. He wanted to hear the Q&A live and as, as it was happening. So Chris helped me realize the problem wasn't that I hadn't communicated the plan clearly. The problem was actually more like um, kicking out the audience panelists wasn't the right approach. So thanks to the feedback from Chris, I adjusted that approach for future webinars, allowing the audience panelists to remain and leaving the attendee view as speaker only during the Q&A. That's a more elegant and frankly, a better solution. So Chris spoke up in a direct, candid and respected, respectful and constructive way. That, that was Chris. That, that's part of why he was respected. And, and liked by people he worked with. Um, I still can't believe that he's gone. I send you know, my, my most sincere condolences to all who knew uh, and loved him. You know, we can thankfully continue to enjoy the recordings of Chris, continuing to absorb what he had to share and, and, and how, you know, the way in which he shared it. We're all better off um, for having known him. As, as Chris ended most conversations, he would say, I love you, brother, and now I miss you. So again, you can find um, today's blog post. Um, I encourage you, please listen to Chris's podcast, whether it's the one with me in them or not. Um, the video, I think you'll in enjoy Um watching or revisiting that. Again, you can find that at leanblog.org slash audio 338.